time to control it, but he tried to knock it inside for Monelli. He was tightly marked. And it's Oriali now. Bertone. Will be one, two. Yes, it is. Good move. Oh! What a chance. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is so good to be here and it is so good to have the dulcet, mellifluous, honey-dripped tones of Professor Mad Cow Disease Freeman, a.k.a. Mason Termaine. Oh, baby. Warbling down the ear holes and mainlining joy directly into the ears, minds, hearts and souls of every Ugandan insane asylum resident. It is great to have you, Mastodon. I felt like I was missing a limb. Oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back, isn't it, mate? Let's... Oh, uh, mate. Let's, hey, let's get serious, though. <laughs> let's get into it. No, no, of course. Hey, nothing but seriousness here at the Maybe Daily. Right. Brought to you by <laughs> mintsports.com.au. Get on there for all your sporting content. There's cricket coming up, but let's just get through the World Cup for crying out loud. <laughs> this episode is brought to you also by today's special sponsor, Ocon's Icons. <laughs> <laughs> this could go anywhere. Come on down to Paul Ocon's Icons for all your public speaking, <laughs> celebrity audiobook, and podcast needs. So confusing. I don't know what he's doing, but he's making a business out of it. So wait, what are you selling, Paul? <laughs> what am I buying? I'm getting who as an icon? I'm just here to get your autograph, mate. I don't want to know about your business. Yeah, dude, sign the book. <laughs> It's not even his book. It's just like a dictionary. <laughs> you look up the... Sign the word icon. I don't know what you're talking about. You two morons fucked it off. We've got an international incident going on here. Hey, yeah. that just reminded me, dead set. Did you not see... I sound like a lawyer. Did you not see... <laughs> stop asking questions in the negative. Did you see Stephen Bradbury at a like a speaker's lunch once? Yes, I did. And he... Yes, ca- <laughs> I thought so. I did a few <laughs> so years weird. ago. He's a weird dude. He was so strange. He came out to um, I'm Still Standing by Elton John. I'm still standing. <laughs> came out to that, which I was like, I'm all in. This is amazing. Jumped on stage. Oh, that's awesome. And just sort of nothing related to the night at all, what he was talking about. And he and oh, what he was yeah, talking he was about. Just compared to what we were, like the night was about, it was a f- it was a fundraiser for someone, and he just started just gave his whole life story, and then the yeah. end. Did I ever tell you about the time everyone <laughs> fell over for me to win? Yes, yeah, Steve. We know why you're here, dude. Okay, it's a short story. Yeah. He then proceeded to just linger all night, wouldn't leave. Well, you know what's weird? Normally at those events, it's like, oh, gee, I hope I get to have a chat with whatever celebrity or athlete it is. I can imagine that about half an hour after he was there, you'd be like, oh, I'm getting the hard tag from Bradbury. (laughs) Shit, get him off me. He would not leave. He's harder to shake than a wooden cock. He was talking about he was so excited to get back to his room because he brought his bong that's what he told me. Are you dead set? You're joking. I swear to God. I said, what's going on after this? He goes, I just want to get home, have a few cones. And I was like... Are you serious? He went right up in my oh book. Oh, my God. <laughs> was he wearing plugs? What's Is he wearing a wig? What's he got? Has he got the hat hair? What is it? It's a weird look. I instantly thought you meant he had earplugs in the whole night. Was he wearing earplugs? <laughs> yeah, he was. It was really yeah. weird. For some yeah, he was reason. wearing buds. <laughs> So he's a big bong head. Huge. Yeah, shock horror. Huge bong head. After he came into Elton John's I'm Still Standing, you're like, hmm, <laughs> doesn't mind ripping a few. And bongs as well. Like, dude, you're a gold medalist. Have a joint. Grow up. Anyone got a can? I want to do a few candies. Let's go do some hot knives over the stove. Come on, mate. You've got jewellery around your neck. You're the first Winter Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, that's what came across in the end. You know, you're so amazed by this gold sure. medalist. And in the end, he was the most ordinary bonghead from Brisbane that you've ever seen. The gold medal, you forgot about yeah. it. Yeah, I reckon he probably <laughs> has too. <laughs> probably left it under the couch. With, oh, I've got me Pringles and my South Park DVD. <laughs> what am I missing? The gold, Steve! Is that how he won it? He was just ripped. 
just trailing behind them. <laughs> Jeez, their asses are tied in those things. Fuck, they're down, 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 down. Oh, what? <laughs> it's, arms out. <laughs> no, I'm still standing better than I ever did. Looking like a true survivor. Feeling like a little kid. I'm still standing. Talking about I'm still standing. Bill, uh... <laughs> What's his name? I'm still standing. Who sings that? Elton John. Elton John. Talking about I'm still standing. <laughs> he said Bill. Yeah, I was thinking of like Billy Joel. You know why? Yeah, fair enough. Fair Pro- enough fair proper enough. tangent here. I was listening to Billy Idol yeah. today, who I've never really like got into or rated. Hot in the City is one of the biggest bangers of all time. <laughs> when they scream New York in that song, oh, yeah. that's how the Socceroos made me feel this tournament. Just perpetual oh, state yeah. of New York. I reckon if you saw him live, he'd thrust every line. Hot in the city. It's like thrusting hips. every... Just nothing but gyrating <laughs> hips. He would have a head like a fucking used tea bag too. He'd be so weathered. Bit of a tetley head. Oh, huge tetley six noggin. What I was going to say, we haven't yeah. even got past them. We haven't even got what to the prayer. What are we even doing anymore? It's so good to have you back. <laughs> this one's for us. This one's for us. This is going to go for three hours. I don't care. No, what I was saying is yeah. friend of the pod, Stephen mm. Levitt, our mm. only correspondent <laughs> who actually asked a question we wanted to answer that wasn't football related. He was at a, I've forgotten his name again. I'm still standing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in Bradbury's hotel ripping cones. You can remember. <laughs> It was literally, literally two minutes ago. I remember stuff from 40 years ago. Could not tell you what just happened. What are we just talking about? Oh, my God. Can you remember the hour that Peter Hoare was on that goalpost? 72nd minute, mate. 72nd minute. (laughs) Billy uh, Elton Joel. Elton Joel. Elton John. So, anyway, he's at an Elton John gig. And he's talking to this bloke next to him. They're out in this big festival type set up and he's all passionate like, yeah, you're an Elton yeah. John fan. Yeah, me too. I'm huge. And our mate Levo, friend of the pod, is getting right into it going like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge fan. I can't get enough of him. And this bloke goes, oh my God, it's so good to meet just another normal knockabout bloke who loves Ben John, Elton John. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I love him. I love him. What's your favourite album? And without batting an eyelid, earnest as you like, Levo just turns around to him and goes, Favourite album? Oh, best of. For sure. <laughs> the bloke looks at him like, yeah, you're not a fan. <laughs> best of. But technically some best of Oh my God, of, uh, of course it is. It's the best of. Like when I was listening to John Cougar yeah. Mellencamp for an hour walking the streets going, I can't believe I've slept on this album. This is arguably the greatest and most underrated album of all time. Cheers, listening to the best of. He is one of the most underrated where he's all the songs that you don't know who sings. It's Mellencamp. Every single fucking one. It's Mellencamp. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, we're 10 minutes in and we haven't started. It's so good to be back. I like that chat ended with it's Mellencamp. It's Mellencamp. Yeah, that's my verbal punctuation. (laughs) How's everything going, mate? It's Mellencamp. (laughs) It's like melancholy, melancholy, but kind of upbeat. How are you, mate? I'm pretty Mellencamp, actually. No, I'm like, pretty Mellencamp. I'm, I'm tired, but I think I'm feeling pretty gay. I'm pretty happy. Um, I'm pretty Mellencamp. It's a sad. It's just, yeah. A sad homosexual who can't go to Cutter. How are you? Mellencamp. Oh, as long as you're staying true to your roots. So, like I said, sponsored by Icons Icons. That's when
Should we pray, Mace? Yeah, Should yeah, we yeah. pray? Of course. Let us pray that the World Cup final isn't a boring, cagey affair. Mm. Let us pray that we never have to see Andrea Perlo alighting a Curder <laughs> bus ever again. Where's he running to? Also, like, fair tourist ad. Oh, cool. Top of a sand dune that goes straight into water. <laughs> what, they got to walk their way back up? Everything they show, I'm like, that's purgatory. That is horrible. That is literally a nightmare. Like I'm getting, I'm getting night sweats from the desert. It, it's you couldn't pay me to go there. And I've, now that I've, I've seen their tourism campaign, where the bloody hell am I? I'm not going there. Let us pray. Sorry, Let us yep. pray. Bozza realizes he's on the telly and ditches the iPad. <laughs> God damn it! And let us pray. That there is at least one major moist mitts to come that decides oh, this tournament. Please, please one more. Hugo, please, God. Please. <laughs> oh, okay. In the name of Timmy. Name of Timmy. Les, Les Murray. Les Murray. And, and Massimo, Massimo Luongo. A pen. Wow. Massimo Luongo. Where is Massimo Luongo? Where go, Luongo? Where go? Wherefore art thou, Massimo <laughs> Luongo? Is he around? Can we take it to the corner? Can we find out? I'll do some quick research. He is still around. He's got a fish and chip shop down the road. <laughs> I'm sure they'll sponsor us soon. Massimo's. Fishermo's, it's called. <laughs> Yeah, Fishimo Luongo. You know why I think his name popped into our head is because the last major final was clearly the 2015 Asian Cup final oh, where Luongo's Thunderbolt yeah. took us to victory against Nice Not North Korea in Sydney. Yeah, a Sydney. lot of promise, old Massimo. He was always looking oh, very mate. good, but where's he now? What, what are you talking in past tense for? <laughs> you haven't tried his flake. <laughs> she had a dream. So she chased after her dream with much desire But when she got too close to her expectations Her dream burned her like paper and fire Now, it's been a while, you've been under the weather, but I'm sure the internet works at your house. Have we finally done some homework, mate? Have we finally got to the bottom of it? We have, and out of this acronym, I've created Mm. an unbelievable friendship in the last few weeks with Glem. Oh, Glem, how is Glem? He's amazing. (laughs) I was going to get him on, friend of the pod. He's quite amazing, and you wouldn't believe it, you heard it here first. We were up at the Earlwood Earlwood Hotel Mm. the other night, and we got in a fight, Sonny. We got in a fight. Did you? That is so like you. (laughs) Nothing if not a public bar pugilist. You love wielding the cue stick around. What are you looking at, mate? What are you looking at? Um, I'm looking at you. Do you want a beer? Oh, sorry. I forgot you were serving me. You just go on the old Liverpool kiss with that bonce. Good luck. That's what happened, the bit of Liverpool kiss. And as we got thrown out into the gutter, we, you know, Glenn looked at me and said, this reminds me of something. Oh, we the go. truth behind the Qatar acronym. This is the only time it would come out. It actually stands for... Mm. Should I get a pen? Questionable... An- <laughs> the actual pub fight reminded me of uh, Blue Murder, the old movie oh, Blue yeah. Murder in Blue Sydney. Blue Murder was mint. Remember that? Yeah. Alex Dimitriatis, one of the great actors yeah, of Australia. Alex time. Dimitriatis. When he brought the dirt bike into the pub. Tony Martin. And started fanning. Yeah, there was some great stuff in there. Oh, was that Gary Sweet it. biting the anyway. pint? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I'm still standing. <laughs> there was sweet mustard nuggets on oh, the bar. Fair tangents. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome to anyone listening for the first time. <laughs> it stands for questionable answers that attracted rage. Oh, that's vague enough. Isn't it? Was this spurred on by an answer that that started the pub fight? Trivia. 
pub trivia. Oh, that's in worth Qatar punching on for. In this <laughs> pub trivia is hands down the most overrated thing that a pub's ever done. Because you always think <laughs> it's a good idea. You're like, yeah, this will be fun. And then about two questions in, you think, yeah. I wish this dude with the microphone, much like people are thinking now, would shut the fuck up so that I can enjoy my pint. <laughs> Stop making me feel dumb. I don't know any of the answers. All I wanted to do was make up a funny name like Quislamic Extremist. Exactly. And well, this is the problem. That's what happened here in Qatar at the Quail Hotel, which is downtown in Qatar. The Quail Hotel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, well. <laughs> The quail, the qu- bloody good. The quail. They started asking questions and they got to the question, who invented the plug? And yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's normally the tiebreaker. You know, and, you know, I don't really have to get into it, but it's it sounds Yes, pretty, you do. No, safe. you do. I'm sorry. I'm not letting you get off that easily. Get into it right now. We've got time. I told you, this one's for us, mate. We are making up for lost time. I need to know the answer of who (laughs) invented the plug and why it elicited rage. Well, that's the thing. No one ever found out because what Uh happened was... Because you made it up right now, is that (laughs) why? Because King Ryan believed the plug was invented by his grandfather, but King Mm. Joseph believed it was his brother who invented the plug. So people were glassed, people were ashtrayed, it became a huge, you know, huge brouhaha. It's not like the Qataris to get violent, but it's more unlike them to do it at a pub. (laughs) That's why pubs and drinking was banned. Oh, I'm sorry. Of course, I should have known it would lead to a ban. Have I not been listening? You wouldn't believe it. You've heard it here first, pal. You've heard it here first. Well, run me through it again. Questions... Questionable answers that attracted rage. Oh, I love it. You didn't even mention the answer. <laughs> you gave the question. Oh, it's a questionable answer, and it led to no booze across the entire Gulf state. What was the answer? No, no one knows. I guess that's why <laughs> it's questionable. Guy. That's why it's questionable. It's like if you were there, you'd just be like to the police, I just need to know what the answer is. Yeah, and what type of plug? Before we get into what's remaining of the football, I was mm. at a, a festival on the weekend, the gorgeous Meredith mm. Music Festival, and I've got to tell you, mm. there are a lot of white heterosexual men coming up to me and having a chat about the pod. <laughs> it was great. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. Wow. We had um, had a few old friends, which was really good. They sort of said, oh, it's nice. It's like we've been hanging out in the same room. But then there was one in particular, good friend of the pod, Jordan, who came up to me and was just chatting about everything, and he looked at me and goes, mate... This is on the Friday. He goes, I've got a surprise for you tomorrow. And joking around, I go, oh, yeah, what do you got, a Gakpo shirt, have you? And his face dropped. No. Mate, we're getting into merch. Gakpo City. And then in the most serendipitous piece of connective kismet that this podcast could have, the next day, because he said, I was going to wear it on the Friday, but I thought, what if I don't see you? I'll earmark yeah, you on the Friday yeah. and then we'll, we'll get a photo together in front of the stage and blah, blah, blah. I was so excited. <laughs> Saw him about six times. Could not get rid of him on the Friday. Scouring the earth on Saturday. Couldn't find him anywhere. Oh, Never saw it. Fluoro orange Gakpo. <laughs> Never saw it. Never saw it. It's like meeting a glamour on the tube or the train somewhere and it's mm. like you have a connection. You know you'll never see them again. But the psychotic ex-girlfriend from high school, you're like, oh, awesome. Long haul flight. Yeah, you're next to me. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> Impossible. When I went to bed at sort of six in the morning, I, mm. I was watching the World Cup on my phone, trying to get mm. coverage, walking around, getting it like a real space cadet, <laughs> middle God. of a festival, barefoot, six in the morning, oh going, God. bloody hell, they got a bit of pace about them, the Dutch. <laughs> Screaming obscenities. Anyway, when I was watching the game, I thought, it's a sign. They're not going through. Yeah. And yeah, lo and behold, okay. yeah, that yeah. was it. That was anyway. Oh, I just more wow. than anything, I wanted to thank everyone who came up and had a chat. That was really, really cool. It was really nice, but especially Jordan. And uh, hopefully, we can uh, rendezvous with that Gakpo jersey at some other stage. Oh, I'd love to see it. 
Yeah, love you, Jordan. Thank you very much. That's fucking brilliant. Hey, Isn't it? just realised about 20 minutes before we started. Yeah. I thought your maiden name was your middle name. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about, Bradbury? Go have another bong. What are you... Ma- Hang on. I thought... Yeah. For years, Mel my, Mel, my partner just asked me uh, for a password login. Now it says mother's maiden name. Yeah. And my last name's Tamane, but my mother's middle name is Lee. And I'm saying to her, Lee. Lee. She's going, no, maiden name. And I go, Lee. And she says, was she Korean? <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay. By the way, racist, Mel. Yeah. <laughs> so you thought maiden meant middle? I thought maiden was middle name. So my middle name's John. So, so in cricket, when someone makes like a maiden ton, you think it's like... <laughs> The second of their third tons, not their together. first, their original, their debut. That Is that the first time you've ever realised that? Thirty-eight years, Sonny. Thirty-eight. Wow. <laughs> so, what is your mum's maiden name? McArdle. Oh, I thought you were going to say like Huang Cho or something. I'm like, oh, she is Asian. Sung <laughs> McArdle. That's great. Oh, by the way, we all know your password yeah. now. It's either Lee or McArdle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to be back. It's good to be we back. We are 20 minutes in. We haven't mentioned football. We know a lot about Steve Bradbury's nocturnal habits and we know <laughs> that you don't know what a maiden name I'll is. I'll just throw one more in which of, you know... Mate, it's for us. Today is for us. Throw as many as you want in. Okay, okay, okay. Growing up, I had a Socceroos top. I wouldn't, wouldn't mind taking a little bit of Socceroos talk. Please. I had one of the 93-95 fluoro Socceroo oh, Adidas it. ones with the little green on oh. the shoulder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was signed by Ned Zelich. Love Ned Zelich. I love Ned Zelich as well. And I, you know, for years wore this thing until I was about 18. And then I went up to the Ranger and just said to him, mate, when did you get this? Like, how long did you get this for? When did you meet Ned? And he goes, never met Ned. I just wrote it on there to make it look better. I said, what a maneuver. Serious. I've been telling people for years Zelich signed this thing. Just dad, he just did it to make it look way better, way cooler. I thought you found out when he wrote <laughs> Ned Lee, and you're like, is Zelich's maiden name Lee? <laughs> Ned Lee. It's a Hey, we're half an hour in. Should we get into some football? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So the semifinals have been and gone. Wow. Di Maria's fatal starlight quad three. <laughs> the peasants tablecloth nil. <laughs> it is the end of the road for the Croatian Tom Brady's Gene Hackman farewell tour. Yeah. And a chance for Messi to cement his place as the greatest to have ever played the world game. What are our thoughts on this? Who do we start with? Do we start with the peasants or do we go... Mate, your call. It's your day. Well, all I can say about the peasants' tablecloth is I just cannot get enough of this side. They are an tournament a- team, cardiac pack. And you said that on the first potty we did tournament team. I said a lot of things though, mate. A lot of things. <laughs> this team is incredible. Yeah, Luka Modric oh, is an me. outstanding player, and the, this team—the one word fight—that's mm. what they do. They will never stop fighting this team, which I love them. I loved them in 98. I think, no, was it 2002 as well when they were really good? They're just, as you say, tournament team, Sonny. In 98, they had Davos Suka, who got the golden boot. Can play. They did well there. (laughs) Don't you reckon Croatian Tom Brady looks more and more like (laughs) Timmy off South Park? (laughs) Like his eyes are too small for his head. 
Every time they cut to him, it looked like he'd been in a scuba diving accident and they'd shrunk his eyes. Like his mask had like... He's getting the bends. His, his pupils can't dilate. Yeah. Like these, these pinpricks He's in the snow. Ug- <laughs> Timmy! Luca! <laughs> Tommy Brady! Tommy! And his head sort of goes in like an inverted it triangle. Does, it like does. it's this weird sort of light bulb type scenario yeah, that, that yeah. it doesn't quite fit. <laughs> it's freaking me out. <laughs> We're going on a tangent again. No, heaven. This one's for us. This one's for us. This one's for us. Look, they're a great team, tournament team, but let's get into Argentina and one man. Oh, my God. So that's now five World Cup semis that Di Maria's <laughs> Fatal Starlight Quad have been in. They have advanced to the Big Watusi yeah. on all five occasions. Wow. Big semi-final fans. Alvarez had that... Wi- Can we get into the Alvarez goal before we just gloss over how good Messi was? So Alvarez's yeah. second goal was basically how I used to play you on PlayStation because I didn't know how to play. <laughs> I just run straight ahead and hope for the best. He just goes like a hot knife through butter using the lubricant of force <laughs> and just... He still... He ran through the net like JJ Okocha back in 94. He just kept running and it just... That's he got right. into the box and it pinballed around. He's like, oh, multi-ball. And it went in. He's your fat cousin sitting on the remote just pushing it in one direction. Yeah. Get off the remote. Get off the controller. Triangle, 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 triangle. <laughs> We're skirting around the issue here. This is this is Messi's tournament. I mean, we'll get into the Messi and Mbappe stuff later, but Messi's wow. assist, like he gets that ball just about on the on the sideline near halfway, manages to take a touch and use his pace. He's yeah. undefendable. With one player, you cannot defend that manoeuvre. You can't. You simply cannot do it. You need yeah. two people on him. He's not enough superlatives. The strength that he can go around someone while controlling a ball. Thing that I noticed when that goal goes in, no one, no one even realizes it's a goal because it's just like, how has he just done that? People are in shock. Even the Argentinians are just like, oh, speaking in Argentinian, they're speaking in tongues. <laughs> oh, but ain't that America? You and me, ain't that America? Something to see, baby. Best moments in sport create these verbal ejaculations of yes. audible joy, and yes. that's exactly what it gave me. Yes. I'm in bed watching it, and I was just like, oh, 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 <laughs> like, talk about clean sheets. I was not keeping one after that. It was absolute witchcraft by Messi. It really was. It was. A lot of Senegalese witchcraft involved, 100%. Cursing this game. Oh. It was just, he was just incredible. They are... Unstoppable. They are unstoppable at the moment. They are unstoppable. But what a, it was yeah. a great game. Great game for Messi. It was a great game. So they're through. Yep. They now meet Le Chaudeur. It was mm. Le Chaudeur 2, the Fez Tajines nil. The Moroccan Express has finally pulled into the station. And Le Bleu Chaudeur have a chance to be the third country in history to go back to back in the World Cup after Brazil yeah. at the turn of the century yeah. back in 1998 and 2002. And the other team to do it? Who do you reckon the other team went back-to-back was? Ooh, was it Hungary or something? Something weird like that. It was Italy back in the 30s. Remember them? Go! The Fez Tajines. Can we take a moment? <sighs> There's not many teams that would win a semi-final in Le Bleu, Le Chaudeur, and no one is talking about them because we're all just completely enamoured with the Tajines. They can be so proud. And I thought they were the better team after that opening blow where they were a bit nervous. They oh. at least deserved a goal. Jeez, I love them. This Fez Tajine team, they look like a team that have been doing this for years, mm. constantly doing this at World Cups. They clearly should have won this thing with the chances they had. Mate, I was thinking, and I still believe the two best teams of the tournament are in the final. Yes, true. But really, I thought about it at the Savo, and I'm like, because I started thinking, oh, maybe Brazil, but then they kind of never played two back-to-back that were good. They lost to Cameroon, and I thought, shit, the third best team here were the Fez Tajines. Amazing. Incredible side. That was the only game the Fez Tajines have conceded, aside from the Poutine own goal, and they had so many near misses across the face. Oh. That 44th minute audacious bicycle attempt would have had me just not only cleaning the sheets again, but waking up the rooster. That was unbelievable. 
amazing. So many near misses. Atref Hakimi, I think he's the winger for them. Yeah. He's been an absolute star for me. He's in my um, star 11 of the World Cup. He's just a yep. s- superstar. They had so many injuries as well. They were so injury depleted going into this. Really? Oh, my God. So they had a bloke who did his quad, who did his Di Maria. <laughs> uh, I should remember his name, actually. It's a disgrace that I don't. But he did his quad. And how's this? This is, I think, the mark of a great, great, great team player. They gave him to the last minute. He did the warm-up. They named him in defence. And then as they were about to go out, he pulled the team in and said, fellas, it's cooked. I'm no good, but I'm there in spirit and I'll be good for the final. So go out and win it. That's a team player because it's a World Cup semi. You're likely never going to get there again. The temptation would be like, bugger it, I'm playing. I'm playing. Of course, of course. I play injured Monday night Division 2 indoor football. Yeah. (laughs) This guy's in a World Cup semi. He's like, nah, someone else take it. I I just think that they are a They've got a bit of Socceroos about them, the old Moroccans. Bit of Moroccaroos. That's what I want the Socceroos to do for the world. The world now are talking about Morocco. They're talking about African football. They're talking about underdogs and the galvanizing nature of a unit in sport. That's what I want the Socceroos to bring. And that's what we can bring. Their manager has been with them for three weeks before the tournament. What? Yeah. He did Zoom meetings to talk about how they would play. Because they couldn't get in the same room together or get on a practice field. He would talk to them over Zoom about how he wanted to set up. And then two weeks in, he changed his mind because he realized he didn't have the caliber. He's like a Pep Guardiola freak. He's like, hey, we're going to pass our way out. And then he watched all their footage on YouTube and went, hey, we're going to defend like our lives depend on it. Oh, my God. But they were awesome. Their second half, God, I I know we're banging on about them, but geez, they were awesome this tournament. They were so great. They are incredible, mate. They are incredible. But yeah, I think you're right. You said before the two best teams are in this final. They are. And France are a monster. Big time. Big time. Let's get into that. Yeah. So yeah. this semi was the first clean sheet of the tournament for Le Chaudeur, which mm. is pretty remarkable. So they're obviously wow. susceptible at the back. So yeah. I also think Argentina is susceptible at the back. So that's going to be an interesting thing. Same. Yeah. Are you ready for me to take it to the corner? <laughs> Oh, am I? What? This is what I've been missing for days, for hours, for minutes, for weeks, for years. Please. Kemi, put the kettle on. We're taking it to the corner. <laughs> Let's start by taking it to the Antoine corner. I want to talk about Antoine Griezmann. Oh, yeah. The little dweeb. The French dweeb. The twerp. The dweeb. The dweeb. The little flea. The French flea. The French flea, I think everyone thinks is a bit of a floater, a bit shit, whatever. I reckon he's up there with Messi and Mbappe as player of the tournament. I think he has been sensational. I've been delving a little bit deeper on our man. How's this for taking it to the corner? The Antoine corner. He now has the most consecutive international games for Le Chaudeur with 73 in a row. That's Every single game France have played in the last five and a half years, Mace. Wow. He holds the most assists in the history of Le Chaudeur with 28, overtaking a couple of blokes called Thierry Henry and Zinedine Zidane on 26. What? Man, Bashir hasn't told us about that one. Oh, Jeez. yeah, but he'll tell you about the bloody VAR decision <laughs> and how Ari Diorita wants us to get it around the back. By the way, hasn't Thierry Henry had a shit tournament? You don't hold anything anymore. No assists, no goals. No caps, Talk about going in the shadow. (laughs) Let's go back, shall we, in the Antoine corner. Euro 2016. Antoine Griezmann, golden boot winner. Euro 2016, same tournament. Antoine Griezmann, player of the tournament. Jesus. 2018, Antoine Griezmann, World Cup winner. And scored or assisted... In every single knockout game of that World Cup. What? He's the be- He's better than... Hold it. There's more. In this World Cup, he has created more chances than any other player with 16 official chances created. He is the joint assist leader with three in this World Cup. And he's 90 minutes away from being a back-to-back World Cup winner. And he's playing in a position he's never played in before at club or international level because of their injuries. Are we sleeping on one of the greatest international footballers of all time? <laughs> Taking it to the corner. This is what happens when you're not around. This is what happens when you're away that- for a few days. <laughs> I get into the stats. The thing that hurts me the most is that it's about a French player. Mm. But by God. Hope he breaks his leg. Don't get me wrong. But geez, that's some stats. I can't handle the truth, Sonny. <laughs> 
I can't handle the truth. He is the man. He is. That is outstanding. Outstanding. There's another French dweebazoid nerd turd sleaze bag that we don't talk about Mm. for good reason, who is still much maligned in France, and it's the manager, Didier Deschamps. He could become, in 90 minutes' time, the only manager in history to win back-to-back World Cups. On top of that, he's a World Cup winner as a player, Mm. and as the most French thing ever, the entire French public still deride him for playing unattractive football. Dead said, they can be so French sometimes. (laughs) They're so French, the French. I'd love them if they weren't so French. Same. Well, how much are we putting on Argentina? Oh, big time. Please, God. Just quickly, let let me counter the Antoine Griezmann, Didier Deschamps corner with a little bit of Mm. Ballon d'Or winner Benzema. Mm. God. Recently voted world's greatest player. His country, again, 90 minutes away from being back-to-back world champions, and he hasn't played at either tournament. How's he sleeping tonight? Oh, my God. It's outstanding. It just goes to show you that injury and blackmailing someone over a sex tape can really hurt your legacy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, g'day. It's Paul Ocon from Ocon's Icons here. First up, don't feel bad. I didn't know I sounded like this neither. If I had the ability to be public speaking, I would do it myself. But I don't. So I've branched out and got a hold of some celebrity friends. Join us this week as me old mucker Chrissy walks runs us through his nocturnal emissions on a brand new podcast. Come on a journey and escape with Walking on a Dream, the new podcast by Christopher Walken. Come with me, Christopher Walken, on a journey as I describe my last dream over 45 minutes. It's fantastic. Believe with me, and do what you gotta do. Walking on a Dream by Christopher Walken. Available on Spotify and all other platforms. Hey, one of the things I noticed watching this France-Morocco game is the crowd shots. Oh, you know, yeah. They had the French back yeah. and forth. The Moroccans and the French, the Moroccans Love and it. the French. Love it. You know what I thought would be a great idea is every country had their own famous person yep. in the crowd with it. So, like... When I look at the French crowd, I want Gerard Depardieu just oh, in the totally. middle of it, tops yeah. off. Tops off? Just tops off standing there. You know what? This comes unstuck. <laughs> and the Moroccans, it would be Will Ferrell with yeah, the fans. I was going to say, you're Freddie Mercury's mum and Will Ferrell. This doesn't work. It falls apart immediately. Who's there for Australia? Paul Kelly. Paul Kelly's there. <laughs> Paul Kelly. The Sydney Swans player and the singer-songwriter Paul Both Kelly. Of- <laughs> Only people called Paul Kelly. Yeah, I like that. I don't mind that at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe when we got some spare time, we should take it to the corner and do each country's celebrity. That would each have been a good thing at the start. Celebrity. Can we go back oh, in a I month like and do that? That'd be great. <laughs> So, the finalists are set. The third place game is also set. Sunday, 2am, we've got the Peasants Tablecloth against the Fez Tajines. Mate, Mm. I've got a lot to say about the third place playoff. Tell me everything. You think I took it to the corner with Antoine? (laughs) I have had my head in the books. Give me another shock boner, baby. Come on, let's do it. All right. You probably don't remember this because it's just once every four years, but I bang on about this every four years. <laughs> Third place playoff is all about goals. It is always, always, always 
a goal bonanza. Pressure's off. They're just going to play up, freely. They'll up. give some people a chance. Yep. A team who's been holding on for grim life in defence is not going to have the same desire and grit and things are going to happen, mm. right? So in your absence, I've put my head into the books. <laughs> I've taken it to the corner. Strap yourself in. In the last 11 World Cup third-place playoffs, so that's going all the way back to 1978, there have been 43 goals. That's an average of 3.9 goals per game. Hmm. The last World Cup yeah. where the Chocolate Riots beat the Tetley Six 2-zip, <laughs> that is the last time since 1974 that there weren't at least three goals in the third-place playoff. This game wow. is always, always, always incredibly high scoring. Awesome. Get on the goals. Wow. But what I yeah. love about this game, this isn't Brazil trying to play for flair. This isn't Italy or any, one of these teams who think they should be in the final. These two are going to be going for it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Morocco aren't going to be like, hey, we made the semis. Awesome. No, no, no. They want to come third in a World Cup. The peasants' tablecloth want to be dabbing the jaw and the chin after a feast. <laughs> With third place next to their name. This is going to be a humdinger. I reckon this is going to be end-to-end. And I'm a little bit worried for the Tez Tajin's keeper, Bono. (laughs) Because Bono has been outstanding this tournament. Do you reckon he's going to get a bit moist? I just feel like Bono still hasn't found what he's looking for. (laughs) I was looking for the pun. I was looking everywhere. You too were looking for it. You should have seen where I was. I'm a little bit worried, mate. I was all over the shop. No, I think Sunday <laughs> could be Sunday bloody Sunday for Bono in goal. <laughs> He'll be hoping it's a beautiful That's day. Right. But I'm thinking he's going to be left feeling <laughs> numb. Should I stop? I'll stop. <laughs> but you know, football works in mysterious ways. Oh, Mace, I'll do this with or without you. I think the whole game will be on the edge. Well, you know what? I think there's a player. I can't remember who he plays for now. It might even be Morocco. Zayich. Yeah, he's a right back from Morocco. Joshua Tree. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Tree's his maiden name, you idiot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Life goes on. Long after the thrill of living is gone. Oh, yeah. The World Cup final is upon us. Wow. Wow. We made it. Mate, barely. But I tell you what. (laughs) <laughs> this is a sexy, sexy World Cup final. We've got it the two really best teams. Sexual. We've got South America versus Europe. The two best players in the tournament. It is so mint. Yeah. Monday morning, 2 o'clock. Take the Monday off if you have to. We've got Di Maria's fatal quad disease versus Le Chaudeur. And you know what I know about these two teams more than anything, Mace? <laughs> Tell me. Who are the two teams the Socceroos went down to? Oh. You want to win this World Cup, Mace? You know who you got to go through? The A-team. you got to go through us. The A-team. you got to go through the A-team. You can find us. <laughs> the last time we made the round of 16, <laughs> who did we lose to? Who won that Italy. tournament? Go! If you beat us in a knockout game, you oh. win the World Cup. It's as simple as that, and that is categorical oh. fact. Oh, my God. Taking it to the Socceroos' corner. Only teams to have actually fluked a victory against the greatest men in gold have gone all the way. Just goes to show you, if you don't go through the Socceroos, you go nowhere. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm aroused. Oh, Take a number. Aroused, my man. Take a goddamn number. It's not even a shock boner. I had one before we started. So we could talk about anything. We're going to talk about the narrative of Messi versus Mbappe, but just quickly, surely Lloris stuffs up. When is he going to give the people what they want and get oh, those mitts moist? Please. We know he has it in him. We know he has it in him. Of course. Get moist. It's in. Oh. It's there. We can see it. I want him strapping the salmon bars of soap on his palms <laughs> and just a little dribbler from Messi. 
in the 118th minute of first half it, injury yeah, time it, it, and just have it <laughs> sifting through. It reeks of heartache. This game. Uh, uh, do we? Do we? We pre- What do we think? Where? Where are you sitting? Who do you? Who wins? In my mind's eye, I can see him lifting the trophy. This is this is destiny manifest. I, I can't see Messi losing, and I don't want to jinx it, but I can. He's got to win it, hasn't he? He's got oh, oh Jesus. Classic heart, Messi brain, France. They are just that good. Hips? Where are your hips? <laughs> I see this game being an absolute classic. Really? I see this as the greatest World Cup final of all time. Oh, God. I thought I was jinxing it. The oracle has spoken. I see 3-2 to France. I see heartache for Messi. I see 3-2. This is going to be... Wow. As you said, this has everything. It has everything. That goes against history, though, because finals, there's so much to lose. And so much to gain, obviously, that teams are cagey. If they get a goal, they roll around. And it sucks because a lot of fair-weather football fans will watch this one game and go, oh, God, that's mm. not much, because they don't realise what it means. South American nations don't talk about defining their history through world wars. They define them through World Cups. Yes. So when you talk about 1915 to 1919, we all know the First yeah. World War, 39 to 45. <laughs> Do we? I think the Poles do. <laughs> My point is, 1986, you think that Argentina are always there. In my mind's eye, I'm like, Argentina, they're always successful. 1986 yeah. is the last time they won. What's that, 36 years? It's crazy to me. Wow. And, oh, my God, if I won the lottery, mate, I'd be back at work on Monday. But you know what I'd be on Sunday? I'd be in bloody Buenos Aires because it will be <laughs> party time. Wow. A million young boys screaming out there. All right, so let's get into the narrative here of Messi versus Mbappe. Yeah. Club teammates at PSG. Cutter owned PSG, mm. which is a weird little twist of mm. fate here. But anyway, we won't get into the geopolitical aspect of international football. So club <laughs> teammates both sat on five goals. Both potential players of the tournament. I've got a sneaking suspicion Messi will get that one. If Messi wins, surely he semi-retires yet again and suns himself in Argentina until the Champions League semi-finals. How do these teammates go back to playing yeah. in a week's time? It's ridiculous. If he does win, it's... Cue in the rack. I think you're right. This is what he's wanted. Cue in the rack. Oh, out of Maradona's shadow. Yeah. But here's the thing. I want him to enjoy it if he wins it, but don't retire because, oh my God, he's what, 36 years old and he's producing the best tournament of his life? Yeah. Do you awkwardly invite Mbappe out for a coffee and a baguette when he gets back there? Do you do that? Do you sort of, do you send a text? Not awkwardly. You do it all day. You're like, hey, Neymar, Mbappe, how's it feel not to win one? Actually, Mbappe could at least be like, mate, I'm about 23 and I've got more in the bank and I've already won one. Neymar will be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm outside the bar. I've paid an extra euro. Come see me. I know this sounds ridiculous because I was born in the 80s, but I grew up a massive Pelé fan, mainly Mm. through my dad, Mm. friend of the pod, uh, (laughs) Luis George Apolinario Ferreira, big friend of the pod. One of those is his maiden name. And he used to show me this old black and white footage of Pelé who grew up in his backyard juggling 
you'd like this. Mm. Juggling moist oranges, broken oranges, that <laughs> orange vineyard. And there's dead set, mate, YouTube it if you can, guys. There is footage of him. He didn't have enough money to pay for a ball, so he would sit there and juggle oranges all day, and it is the freakiest shit you've ever seen. Wow. He used to play on such coarse, undulating, wobbly, ditchy pitches that in mid-flight, Pelé would dead set play one-twos off opponents' shins. Oh, my God. That's insane. So a defender would stand off him so he didn't get skinned, so he would pass it into their legs so it would bounce back into his own trajectory and then he'd score. That dude scored a hat-trick in the 1958 World Cup semi-final as a 17-year-old. Disgusting. This guy, for me, is always going to be the greatest, but Messi... I don't know. I'm starting to think now this kills all debate. If he holds up the ex Jules Ramey trophy, that's it. It stumps. It's all over. Yeah. So I don't know how he goes back to work because that is lottery for him. <laughs> and you know what? It is so rare that an athlete transcends their sport and permeates global culture. Mm. So wherever you travel in the world, I remember going around a few places, been lucky enough to travel a few joints, and you will see a messy number 10 shirt in any country in the world, yeah. any continent in the world. Yeah. That is so rare. That's is basically Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, and Colin Funky Miller. That's it. They're the only ones. I love that you remembered Palais juggling oranges, but you still can't remember the white Caucasian Englishman who sang... Ben Elton. I'm still stuck on it. <laughs> Mbappe has lit this yeah. place apart. So he was the young player of the year in the oh, last yeah. World Cup, and he's a chance to be golden boot. Both of them sit on yeah. five goals at the moment. How good's the Golden Dunlop volley race? Messi and Mbappe oh. on five goals. Oh, it's a story. Messi, three assists, Mbappe, two. So if it's locked up, it goes two assists. But then yeah. you've also got Alvarez and Giroud on four. It's all happening. Oh, Sonny, you're, you've always told me this. Ever since I was a little kid, it's about the stories. It's the narrative. It's about the stories in it's sport. It's not about the scoreboard, the mate. It's about what it makes you feel. And that's the story. That's right. Oh, That's right. I love that. It's going to be that. so good. It's going to be so bloody good. Here's that boner again. Come from the cities and they come from the smaller towns. Do you want a quickfire boner killer? Do you want to hear something insanely devastating, sad and depressing? Probably not, but mm. yes, now I do. <laughs> so do you remember, this is actually really fucking depressing and I'll probably cut it out because like, no, I won't. People need to hear this shit. So do you remember when I said I had a bit of a soft spot for the Iranians because a couple of them are standing up for the basic human rights of females after the, the death of uh, a lady by the name of Masa Amini mm -hmm. in Iran. There's basically mm -hmm. been, since about September, there's been civil uproar and a lot of protests in Iran over a myriad things. But the catalyst was the death of a lady by the name of Masa Amini who incorrectly wore her hijab and was beaten to death. Now, Iranian footballer Amir Nazir Azadani has since been charged with an act of war against God. Eh, not too sure you can create an act of war against a figment of your imagination. Anyway, <laughs> his charges are quite extreme, Mace. He now faces, uh, well, he's going to be hanged. They're going to kill him. Wow. So this week they have hanged. 11 people, and he now faces execution in Iran for campaigning for women's rights and the basic freedom of all humans in his country. So just when you think that, geez, I've got to wait four minutes for the train or, gee, it's a bit wet in December for Melbourne, maybe we should all have a bit of a think about how lucky we are because that is some disturbing shit. But again, not to be a downer, it's the narrative. It's the sport. The fact that we know about this is a good thing, and we wouldn't have known about it. I certainly wouldn't have known about it had it not been for 11 dickheads kicking a ball around. So we've yeah, got to right, try and yeah. take the good with the bad. I Amen didn't mean to that. bring everyone down with that, but I think it's important that we keep reminding ourselves not only how lucky we are, but sport isn't that fucking important right. when it comes to the big issues. That's right. <laughs>
That said, what are we thinking for the final champion? You think France. Oh, 3-2 France. Wow. Yeah, that, that goes against all things because it's normally, like I said earlier, a really cagey affair. Yes. That said, when these guys met in the last World Cup, there were five goals and eight cards. Give me that. That's what I mean. I think Mbappe and Messi, they will open this game up. They're that good, these two. They're that yes. good. They, their two semifinals were elite. Clearly the best two players in the world, and I just think they're going to open it up. And they're both, they can leak goals, as you said earlier. Oh, they're like. vulnerable at the back. And the story's there to be written. It's not going to be a Bradbury. Someone's going to earn it. <laughs> what this game needs is an early goal. It needs a goal in the first 20 minutes, because the longer it goes, the more players, yes, the more yeah. players won't want to lose, as opposed to wanting to win. I'm going to say Griezmann opens That's the scoring, right. and a really weird one like Otamendi header or something. And I'm going to say Di Maria's Starlight Quad on pens. <laughs> and I reckon the last pen will be a Pamenka and Larissa will pick it and stand still, but Moist mitts it straight between his legs. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. You heard, you heard it, it here first. You, you wouldn't read about first. it. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> oh, my God. So, hey, are you? am I right in thinking that we're a chance to be in the same room together in a week or so? Yeah. it's. Um, I believe the review of the final can actually be done in the same room. Wow. Sonny Mun. Talk about shock boner. Shock double boners. Docking stations together. We will be docked, my friend. Crikey. <laughs> I'm going to have to put some pants on. I'm yet to do a pod clothed, so <laughs> I can don't hear think the, I'm I can tradition. hear your pants are off. I wonder if anyone's going to listen to this on the ra- on the um yeah <laughs> oh, on the earbuds. Where are you listening to the final, mate? Are you on the road? I'll be in Gundagai. Are you really on the road to Gundagai when the final? I'm going to be on the road to Gundagai, and I'm going to be listening to it. Shit! But we will be reviewing the final in person, my man, in person. Oh my god, I would love nothing more. New we could do a big review. We'll go through everything we've learned, which has been absolutely nothing. We're going to go through <laughs> everything else. And I cannot wait for that. But, mate, this has been nigh on an hour. Shit. It's going to take me about three days to edit. So I'm tipping this will come out before the next Euros in a year and a half. But apart <laughs> from that, I think we've given everything we can. And I know it's been selfish and it's been for us, but it's so good to have you back on board. Oh, yeah. Good to so be until back. we meet again, mate, good luck. Yeah. Enjoy the goal fest of the third place playoff. Enjoy Messi or Mbappe putting themselves into folklore. Enjoy your safe trip to Gundogan. Gundogan. <laughs> Enjoy your trip to Gundogan. And until then, I guess it's nothing left to say, but stay mint. Stay mint, Sonny. Oh, I love you, Mason. I'll see you soon. Good on you, mate. Love you, buddy. See you, buddy. I can't work out is with a bit of geography. Mm. So who were they before? They were Bosnia, and then there was <laughs> Yugoslavia. They weren't. Oh, someone's going to come and. They is that were. a ringing on the doorbell? That's Zelko ready to stab you. <laughs> you minion. Uh, no, they were never Bosnia. Weirdest question ever. Were they anything? Yeah, that was something. It's like me and Bradbury at 2am. It's former Yugoslavia, so it was a bunch of Eastern Bloc states who all seceded from Yugoslavia and fought for independence. So there is a lot of... Been through a lot. They've been through a lot, <laughs> Croatia. You know, there's a lot of little people in this on this table of this country, Bosnia and Herzegovina. What's there? They're on the they're on the peasant. They're on this. They're sitting there at lunch with Croatia. Then there's the Yugos. It's just a kerfuffle, isn't it? It's well, very foggy. It's a very foggy room at a dinner table. It is. It is. I just don't want any death threats brought to us. So it's kind of Slovenia, <laughs> Croatia, Bosnia, Herzegovina, <laughs> Serbia, Montenegro. Like there's all these areas that were basically <laughs> former Yugoslavia. Guys, go get yourselves a cup of tea. Let's get into the nation state of Yugoslavia. Formerly the Socialist <laughs> Republic of Yugoslavia, I believe. What am I And its three main components seceded in the early 90s. No, let's not get into that. We spent 25 minutes on other bullshit, and now you're like, well, sorry. tell me about Yugoslavia. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm
about our mate at um, I think Lawn Hotel ran into um, mm. Dermot Brereton, Dermy in the toilets and went up to him and went, hey, Derm, Derm, I'm having a beer with some blokes. You do me a favour. Can you come over and pretend that we're old long lost mates, like best friends? Because my mate's like, w- w- it'll be awesome. So he's like, yeah, righto. So he goes over and starts talking and our mate just cuts him off and goes, oh, would you fuck off, Derm? I'm trying to have a beer with me mates. <laughs> Which is a great move, right? But at the time, he ended up having a beer with them and going, oh, yeah, what have you been up to lately? And Dermy's like, I was actually on Celebrity Who Wants to Win a Millionaire? Oh, who Wants to Win? Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? <laughs> <laughs> What's Who Wants to Win a Millionaire? <laughs> That's like a slave labour thing where you put your keys in and you're like, bugger it. Who Wants to Win Gerard Depardieu for the night? I reckon he spent his money, Gerard. He wouldn't be a millionaire. He wouldn't be a millionaire at all. Dermy said, oh, I was on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Don't tell no one, but Funky Miller wins it. No worries, mate. We won't be. Whoa. Fair name drop, Derm. (laughs) Fucking hell. 